Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the Disney Plus original show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And this stars Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson slash The Falcon, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes slash The Winter Soldier, Aaron Kellyman as Carly, was it Morgan? Morgan yeah. Wyatt Russell as the next Captain America. Um, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, Daniel Brühl as Baron Zemo, um, Sarah Wilson is, ah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to try. Wait, which one is <laughs> and That's, uh, Sam's sister. Oh, 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 oh. You see her name? <laughs> <laughs> and we have Carl Lum- Lumbly as Isaiah Bradley. But essentially, this show is about uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and what happened after the blip, where they went, what's going on in their lives, and how it is to be uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier after the biggest war of all time. But what did you get from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I didn't think um, I would enjoy it, I think, as much as I did. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, I'll say, the less super superheroes. Uh, Less super. (laughs) But, you know, and and like, it's less of a spectacle to watch, right? Essentially, it's very strong people punching one another. Not much mystic, not much else going on. But it, it it was a compelling story. Um, if anything, I felt like the series was too short, and I wish it was longer. Um, at least two or three more episodes, I think, to flesh out some things would have been good. But it was it was good. I was it, glad that they gave um, Bucky and Sam Wilson's character um, more screen time. I thought they played off well of one another, especially in those early episodes. Um, therapy sessions, their little arguments. It was very much buddy cop and serious. I thought it was... It was an interesting little mix. And I hope these kind yeah, of things continue. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think this was really good. Um, I thought it was going to be good, but it was better than I expected. And Marvel just came out with another banger here. Um, I'm going to hold off on comparing it to WandaVision, but okay. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, a lot of surprises here. I mean, they touch on some racism stuff, which I didn't think was coming. I didn't even think about it at all. Um, You do have the next cap in here. Um, Just a lot of different things to juggle. Um, I'm not sure if it all comes together well at the end, but I really enjoyed the ride. I like a lot of the fighting scenes. I mean, very cinematic. really practical um, because you feel the punches whenever it hits. 
that's what I like about, I guess, the less powered people. I mean, most of their, their powers are punching really hard. Right. But you can feel the punches. They do it's a good job. Yeah, they yeah. do a good job of making it seem pretty real. Yeah, it's kind of different with, like, let's say, Wanda, you know, cheesing sure. very hard and trying to push something out. <laughs> it, you, you can't get on that level of, like, how it feels. Yeah. But, I mean, so many surprises. I was on the edge of my seat for most of the series, especially the last episode, because they, they come out with a lot in that one. They did do a lot. And, you know, I think I honestly liked a lot of the story and dialogue more than I thought I would throughout the um, throughout the episodes. And, of course, they that last episode is action-packed. Um, I don't know if I felt like I was so surprised towards the end of how things wrapped up. Um, but it wasn't a knock on the storyline, I don't think. It was just um, everything happened as well as I thought it could have happened and how it might have happened in the last episode. I think I was more more surprised in the earlier episodes. I think having the Dora Milaje come in uh, oh, yeah. and have some time definitely that was, was nice. a nice surprise. Um, you know, they had talked about Black Panther and Wakanda since opening up their borders being a, a much bigger storyline in the MCU arc as a whole. Because um, it's impossible to just ignore that civilization's technology and how it affects the world, and I, and I feel they're living up to that promise, which is which is nice to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, pretty much everybody is out there, so it's kind of hard to see somebody new showing up that wouldn't get involved in something. Now, I don't think there's any world-ending stuff in this show, mm-hmm. but. Um, these would be the guys to take care of that, I would think. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't call in the entire Avengers crew. You don't, Guardians of the Galaxy, this isn't quite their stuff. Um, wouldn't be right for the Hulk. But yeah, you need some like on the ground crime fighting heroes. Not everything has to be such a big deal or like <laughs> time altering or mystic and all this stuff it can it can be stuff like this crime um it's not more simple because i mean it was a big deal what they were fighting for I and mean, they were like terrorists pretty much but um don't call them terrorists right right there's this whole <laughs> you know philosophical debate you know philosophical debate right are they terrorists or are they just um displaced people who um who need need help are they refugees the terrorists um but i think it touches a lot of modern day trends right essentially and fleshes out you know thanos has snap half the world's gone what happens when they come back um it'd be very easy for a movie to just forgive and forget like i think a lot of these movies used to do um where there's these big events and just no one talks about it like they blow up half of tokyo in uh fantastic four right But are there any consequences after that? No one talks about it. And I think after Captain America, um, the uh, Civil War, War, yes. I think after that film, they did a really good job of talking about consequences. What happens when the heroes mess up? What happens when they leave? Who pays for stuff? Um, And right now we're dealing with what happens with the people that come back after the snap. 
um, the world came together as one. And now that everyone's back, we want to go back and separate again. And it's not that easy. So what do you do with those people who really benefited when everyone was gone? Um, so I think it's logical. It reminds me of, you know, the war in Iraq and being occupying Afghanistan for so many years. Um, you know, it was a a war to, against terrorism and terrorism has no borders. Um, so it gets really complicated in fighting that um, when it is a f philosophical debate. The people who we deem as terrorists are, do, are heroes um, in their own right and doing what they think is right for their people. Um, and it's really hard to fight an idea or, or an ideology um, as opposed to sovereign borders. So this really digs into that. And it's not surprising. I mean, Captain America is all about America. And these are the kind of issues we put ourselves in the forefront of solving. So I think it makes a lot of sense for this story to have those things those issues to talk about, right? I wouldn't expect in WandaVision to have a, po a political debate. That's not not what that storyline is for. So, no. Yeah, I agree. Um, and all of what you just said, I don't think the show explained it as well as you did because I, I think agree. for a lot of people, it could be kind of vague on what, I guess, the villain in the story wants. Yeah. I agree. That's why I said I think it could have used a few more episodes uh, and a, a little more dialogue. And from my understanding, there were some things that got cut um, due to time restrictions and COVID. Um, Carly Morgenthau's story had a little bit more to it um, than they were able to put in the final product. And I think it maybe suffered in those areas, but the people who are watching this aren't necessarily watching it, I think, to compare it to today and the war on terrorism um, and more so people who like comic books, which not, and I think more people should be interested in both things, but um, there's definitely a lot of history and, and, and things to discuss with those facts alone, but they added in, right? The, their version of the Tuskegee experiments with, um, with the black Captain America. With um, Isaiah Bradley, Isaiah Bradley storyline, which is really cool. Having, I mean, that's a big deal, and having that story almost as a beeline, but still given the time it needed, um, was pretty impressive writing as well. Oh yeah, I had actually never heard of him before. I didn't know he was a character, um, but I guess we can kind of just go around um, and let's talk about Isaiah Bradley. So uh, this is after. Bucky and Sam, they kind of settle their differences so they can go get what's called the Flag Smashers. Um, so Bucky, he says, I know a guy. So I think he wants to recruit him at this point. Um, and this is an old guy. Mm -hmm. uh, they go to his house. He doesn't want to see them at all. Um, but we find out that Isaiah Bradley was actually one of the first Captain America's or one of the first people to take the super soldier serum. Um, he fought back with Bucky at one point, but he was never looked at as a hero. Um, they wondered why he was one of the ones who survived. So they experimented on him, um, basically erased him from history, locked him up in prison for 30 years. And he, he wanted nothing to do with anybody. Uh, for the most part. 
I'm not sure how he got a grandson, but or the house (laughs) for somebody who doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, some things are need to be left to the imagination, I guess, in comic books. (laughs) Yeah, but um, I mean that whole scene, I was like, wow. And and uh, whenever he threw that, whatever he threw, I was like, okay, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, that man was like, he was gonna whoop both of them. He, yeah, it reminded me of you remember the movie The Sandlot? I think, yeah. um, wasn't it they threw the ball over the fence and it was in, um, James Earl Jones played the character, it was in his yard, the ball, and they were terrified oh, yeah. of his dog and him. <laughs> it reminded me of that for some reason, like, <laughs> just terrified of this old man. <laughs> man, that dude was kind of big though, he, he looked bigger than them, he was huge. <laughs> I I kind of had to think twice. I was like, "Is he really an old man? Does he have makeup on?" <laughs> yeah. But it was good. Yeah, I mean, he's the, the buffer older man. I mean, he he probably could have whooped both of them. I mean, especially <laughs> Sam. He doesn't have any superpowers. Oh yeah, could could easily broke his back. <laughs> But I mean, he said he whipped Bucky back in the day, so he can probably still do the same. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a really interesting turn that happened in this show that I didn't expect for them to touch on race. Um, some of the Tuskegee experiments, um, and he wasn't the only one who got the the serum. No, he was one of the only ones who survived. Yeah, they told him that it was, um, I forget what they said, they were experimenting. Tetanus, Tetanus right, yeah. Um, so a lot of history in this, um, also, I mean, altered. You need to go and read why they did these things to learn the history. But um, So lots of history in this and altered history, obviously. But I didn't expect them to, to take the story there, but I'm glad they did. Um, also, I don't know if you knew this, but... I was doing a bit of research, and apparently his son, or grandson, um, Isaiah Bradley's grandson, um, his DNA is altered. He isn't classified as a mutant, but um, he does join the Young Avengers and becomes, I believe, Patriot is his name. So um, little little things that, like, they could come back to, they could not, but they still made a point to make him a character um, as a reference, which is pretty cool. Okay, so is it just Patriot or Iron Patriot? No, uh, it's just Patriot. Iron Patriot is... uh, Norman Osborn? I think so. Yeah, but I mean, that that was really interesting. I did not expect them to take it there. Um, But I mean, I think it fits because we have a black man taking up the mantle to be uh, Captain America, which we saw at the end of the show, he knew that there were still people that that were going to disagree with him becoming the next Captain America. Right. um, Just because of the color of his skin. Um, And he had a really big speech. It was nice. Um, And I think he, he definitely grew into the role. I think he deserved to be Captain America. He wasn't just given the shield. Yeah, they made a point to make him earn it um, with this storyline. Obviously, Sam and, and, and Bucky, it sounds like agreed that it should be him who's next. Um, but they didn't just 
you know, he didn't just find, he didn't just start it, you know, um, he had to learn how to use the shield. He still wasn't great at it. Um, and he earned it. He really did and became um, Captain America. So I think, yeah, it was a great story arc for him. And, you know, the end credits, you know, it named the show Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, and be glad to see him in future films or even a season two where he is using the Captain title. Um, so that's pretty interesting. And then you also have um, Sharon Carter as well in this um, <laughs> from, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier. No, it was just Civil War, maybe. Um, she's been in multiple films, so. but okay. small roles. Right, right. But essentially descendant of Agent Carter, um, Peggy Carter, who was love interest of uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. So she was too. She, Sharon Carter. Which is weird. They, I, I didn't. <laughs> It's so weird. I'm glad they like, but then he went back in time. Does he tell her that? Or I met your granddaughter. And it reminded me of like, it, it makes me think of like that song, um, The Year 3000 by Jonas Brothers. I've been to the year 3000 and your great, great, great granddaughter is doing just fine. Um, it's like, he, he knows. He knows your granddaughter and she's doing great. Trust me. Um, it has to be like some kind of psychological <laughs> mind thing that messes with you at night. But um, she's back. And, um, you know, we had the big reveal that she is not the best person anymore. She's angry at America because she was thrown into jail or outcast um, because she stole the shield. She stole the wings for Sam uh, in Civil War. And... She was a fugitive after that, right? She didn't just get to go away. She's not in. She's not in Shield. She's not. She didn't have those protections. So, she's a little bitter, um, and becomes the power broker, which is a pretty much just an arms dealer. Um, who, yeah, not that special. I didn't. I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't care for that. I thought her reveal was not surprising, really. Yeah. Um, I thought it was predictable. Yeah, pretty um, pretty predictable. She didn't seem that evil. She did kill a couple people in the last episode, I think more than anyone else, but it still didn't seem like that evil. It was never like, oh my gosh, Sharon. <laughs> never felt that. Well, I mean, she is an agent, so I guess she should have experience in double-crossing people, but yeah, she never comes off as like very evil. She kind of just has the same demeanor throughout the whole thing. So you would kind of expect her to go back and forth on sides. Exactly. You know what I would have wanted? I wanted an Agatha style change, right? <laughs> whole demeanor, whole personality swapped. She was the same the entire time. Yeah, she was. I mean, you were just thinking, okay, why is she even in this place? Why did she just show up, just help these guys and, you know, just in these convenient spots? I'm not sure what, what, um, what, what people she was working for, but I had, well, this is kind of going off track, but I had an idea of maybe she's a scroll because she said, we have enough weapons for everybody, you know, 
Maybe, but I'm, they're painting the score sure. to be good in so far. Yeah, but I don't know. I still don't trust the scroll. You know, <laughs> the scroll is fine. <laughs> Why don't you trust the scroll? They're friends with theory. They're always evil, though. Well, they well. So this is the thing: are they evil, or are they just displaced because their home was taken, and destroyed, and they need somewhere else to go? Well, I don't know. Because even the, that's the whole thing. They're at war with um, oh god, the Cree, the Cree, right? Um, and they're not great. No, they look really bad. <laughs> right. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. We're we're gonna get more of it, definitely. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Her reveal as the power broker was predictable. She didn't really change in her demeanor, but I mean, it was fine. She really tied up all her loose ends yeah. very conveniently, but <laughs> it all worked for her. Uh, but really, the premise of this show is that. Uh, Sam, he he got the shield from Steve, but I think for some reason, maybe he doesn't feel like he's worthy of it, and he gives it over to the government, mm-hmm. and then the government gives it to the new Captain America, which is, uh, what is his name on there? Man, I forgot his name. But I remember his friend's name, though. Lamar. <laughs> 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 Is it Lamar Hopkins? I don't know. That sounds right. Oh gosh, what was his name? Um, I'm I'm thinking of um, coming to America. (laughs) John Walker. John Walker is that? That's Captain America, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the government thinks that they need a new Captain America, so they give it to what they think is the most deserving person who has. Um, he's got a lot of medals in the military. Um, he's a very likable guy. He's done great for his town back home. Um, they have like this whole big celebration of him becoming the next Captain America, but he has the internal struggle of, am I really deserving of this? Um, how can I live up to this name of Captain America, which I really liked. Um, yeah, you do feel like, Okay, I kind of feel for this guy, but he does do some stuff that, like, you know what? I don't care for this guy. Yeah, I feel like. But I kind of go back and forth with that with him. Well, and he's supposed to. I mean, he's an anti-hero in this, in really, um, in the comics, which makes sense. He's a complicated character, U.S. agent. Uh, eventually, well, spoiler, but um, you know, he goes through this whole. Identity crisis as Captain America, and it never really works out. It doesn't really quite fit him, um, and it is not really his role. It's not his mantle to take up, and he feels that, right? There's, a, there's this big point that he reminds people often: Captain America, I'm Captain America, right? Um, and Steve Rogers didn't have to do that in the same way. And you have Falcon, who's now Captain America, who's you know reintroducing himself, but it's different. It's it's more natural. It's not as manufactured as um, as John Walker's Captain America. Yeah, I agree. He was always trying to prove himself to 
the guys who have already done it before as superheroes, you know, save the whole universe um, into uh, the media. Right. Um, but he had his right, right hand man in Lamar. What was his last name? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, his, his best friend, they've been on multiple tours together. Right. He, he's really like his yes man, which I don't know if I like that. Yeah, so he is the side. There's this one thing I guess the MCU hasn't done so much um, is like true sidekicks. Um, I don't think we've honestly we haven't really seen one. You could argue that um, Falcon was Captain America's sidekick, but even then they were still pretty independent superheroes in their own right, and the show kind of proves that. Um, but Battlestar is his, is his like action name, um, but he was definitely. A true sidekick to, uh, yeah, to that version of Captain America. Yeah, I don't know if I like that because it seemed like he was just not not exactly repeating everything that he said, but mm-hmm. it it was just the way everything was happening. Like, yeah, I got you, or anything that what was his name Walker said. Yeah he got on board with yeah and i honestly i think in some ways they were looking for that mirroring of captain america and falcon in the mcu and like what it looks like in a dysfunctional way um and how falcon is so independent um versus Battlestar's depiction in this um i mean but he he played his character he wasn't that compelling but he did what he needed to do um he was like the voice of reason he became his conscience, um, John Walker's conscience, and um, gave him some motivations in the show, which is good. Um, so uh, he, yeah, he did what he needed to do, but he wasn't great. I was sad when he died. He was definitely out of his oh spoiler depths. I mean, I let's, let's, come on, let's let's lead up to that. Let's I, before we get into that. I mean, what else is there? I mean, he was just there. And (laughs) well, let's talk more about Walker. So he's constantly trying to prove himself and he wants to work with Sam and Bucky, but you know, they don't care to work with him. They're like, you know, you're the governmental guy, you know, we can kind of do whatever we want somehow. I don't know why, but um, (laughs) they go after the flag smashers, which is. Um, Carly Morgenthau is the leader of that at the time they don't know that but Sam and Bucky they find a lead go after them and that's when um, Walker and Lamar show up and they try to save the day and they uh, Walker he has the shield you know he's doing his own thing beating up some of the guys um but they all ended up getting whipped. But <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> cool whipped. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you saw like the look on Sam's face, the Falcon, whenever they showed up. It was almost like he was disgusted. I, like when it, whenever they're on top of that truck. <laughs> I mean, he was annoyed. I was annoyed. I didn't like that either. <laughs> I think a lot of fans felt that way. Like, 
I did feel that way at first. Like, who is this discount Captain America coming in? Pretty much the great yeah. value version. <laughs> great value. You got some good products, though. You know, it's... <laughs> but yeah, who's this discount Captain America coming in to try to save the day? We don't need him. Um, but, you know, they all fall off the trail of um, Carly and the group of Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. And um, he tries to work with them constantly, Walker and Lamar. They they both try to try to reach out to Sam and Bucky constantly, but they never budge. They kind of want to go on their own way. But um, that leads to... Sorry, what's his first name again? I keep forgetting. John? John, yeah. It's, I mean, they gave him the most generic name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Walker. Um, he he feels like he's not living up to the name. So he really tries to insert himself. Um, while Sam is trying to uh, talk Carly off the ledge, you know, try to de-escalate things. So, hey, we can go about this another way. But John... He can't wait any longer, so he jumps the gun and says, you know, this this conversation is over with. I'm taking you in, Carly Morgenthau. And then that's when they go back and forth, bust a little bit. I think I'm skip, skipping over one part because um, what happened? Uh, Dormelage show up, and that's when he really gets whipped. I mean, yeah, I mean, they just whoop his tail. Take the shield, too. I mean... <laughs> Because and so we and it's kind of confusing because there are it's interesting. There's only six episodes, but there's so many different storylines. Because we have we have Zemo, we haven't talked about really at all. Um, but to fill that in real quick, essentially the Dormelage want Zemo to pay for the sins of killing T'Chaka still, um, and they broke him out of jail. The Dormelage like give him to us. Um, so we can take him back to Wakanda, but they take him back to the raft anyhow. But um, they are there for him, and John Walker is in the way. And when that happens, they whoop John Walker's tail. And my favorite thing in that scene is really the facial expressions um, from Sam and Bucky. They're just kind of like, eh, just, they're going to tear him up, and we're going to win. Yeah, and he was just embarrassed. Right. He's like, they're not even super soldiers. Right, because at this point he was debating on taking the serum. He hadn't taken it yet. Yeah, because Zemo actually um, destroyed all of the containers of it that Carly was carrying, but there was one that was left over that John Walker, he came by and saw, and he put it in his pocket just for later. We never actually saw him take it, but we got the idea later on. Right. Whenever... um, He's going against Carly, along with some of her group. And Lamar, um, he doesn't really get in the way, but, you know, he's fighting Carly, takes the worst punch in his life and dies. <laughs> then, um, right, chess. Lamar, <laughs> yeah, probably caved his chest in. <laughs> but <laughs> and then um, John Walker, he loses it and runs after them. And kills the next flag flag smasher that he sees with the shield brutally in front of everybody in the public where it's recorded. And that's where he just loses everything after that. Um, 
he speaks to, uh, I guess, uh, some senators or whatever, uh, somebody who's in the army, and they take everything away from him. But the one thing that really set him off was his benefits. When they said losing your benefits, he couldn't take it anymore. He's <laughs> just <laughs> no even a veteran. No discount at McDonald's. <laughs> You're done. What? Set him off. No more benefits. Uh, but I can get that though. I mean, you fought for the country for so long, got all these medals, and then they took away your benefits? Like it's nothing? Oh yep. yeah. I would definitely lose it. And I mean, he had a right to be upset whenever Lamar was killed. Um, yeah. But it was just so surprising that he just killed so brutally. And it's not like Captain America has never killed before, but it just wasn't like that. He bloodied the shield. Right. And I think it, to this whole story arc about America and our place in conflict and war, I think it. I think that was a good example. I mean, you put uh, military through a lot, and there are some dirty things we have them do, and we have to pretend as we as if we don't approve whenever they get caught. Um, thinking about like um, the Vietnam War, even even the war in Afghanistan, right? There, there. The mission is to win by all means necessary, unless public approval goes away because of how we're doing things. And if that happens, we can't be held responsible. We're going rogue, right? We're gonna throw you under the bus because it wasn't us. We just said when, and you got caught doing it dirty. So we wash our hands of you. And it's unfortunate, but I feel like that's a common thread um, or thing that, you know, is potential to happen to, um, to service members in general. Yeah, but, but most times those whatever battleground it is it's not in a place that's filled with like civilians or let's say a highly developed country so they they can kind of get away with stuff and there's just right i don't know who's recording all this stuff you know people shooting and blowing up stuff but they probably get paid a lot of money (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so they can just show whatever they want really but I really did go back and forth with John Walker's character. Um, I I did feel bad for him after he killed the guy, but not initially because I'm like, wow, he just almost decapitated this guy. Um, but on the other hand, Carly did kill Lamar, his right-hand man, who really didn't do anything wrong. You know, he was always there for John. Yeah. And that becomes... Uh, John's sole mission is to avenge him by killing Carly and all the flag smashers, even after he loses his benefits. Um, and somehow he's able to just roam freely and just fight wherever. Yeah, they, they said they're not going to put him in jail, just strip him of everything in his life. But, but how does he get anywhere? That's a good. That's a good question. Well, I think okay, you can put some imagination because we have this new character that comes in, um, who we think or I I think works for the new Hydra, pretty much. 
um, who kind of oh, takes yeah. John into her under her wing, and I, I think it's fair to assume that she probably planted him there um, to go fight. You know, that wouldn't be too far to imagine. Yeah, that's probably true. She showed up for like a total of five minutes. Right. <laughs> but you so know, God what? was more about compelling her. than Sharon Carter. Right. Yeah, I was like, who is this? Right. Apparently, someone said um, she is supposed to be, um, or is going to be, the evil equivalent to um, Nick Fury going forward. So we should see her again. Yeah, I heard that she was supposed to be introduced in something else before this, but I can't remember. Oh, I don't know that. Or maybe she has like a bigger role in something else. Mm-hmm. One I of think, these shows. Yeah, and there's talks about so now that Zemo is on the raft after the Dormilaje turned him in, and um, that's kind of where all the super evil villains go in jail, this floating prison. Um, that we're going to get the Thunderbolts. From the Secretary of State, um, it's unclear if they're ever going to make him Red Hulk or not. But since there's like a team, I think like Suicide Squad style, um, and she will be a big part of that. Okay, yeah, I got you. Um, but yeah, Chad Walker. I mean, wow, it's Chad Walker. Um, <laughs> who is that? I'm trying to think who that is. But John Walker. Really sad story for him. He does have kind of like a redemption tour. He makes his own aluminum foil shield um, that gets beat up. <laughs> but Not aluminum foil. I mean, that's what it seems like. They just, I mean, he gets whooped again, too. I mean, <laughs> he takes so many whippings. It's almost like everybody can beat him. Yeah, he's not, he's not uh, too fluid. He's not too savvy with the punches. Um, he's very angry fighter. Like he does a lot of wide moves, not very fast, not very calculated. Um, you know, his hooks are a little bit too wide, leaves him a little open, um, open in the chest. But I'm a, I actually want to see him in future things. I think U.S. agent uh, John Walker is someone who um, who deserves. Some story time, even if it's just um, another season of this show or in other um, shows. I'm not sure if they plan on putting many movies, but I think it's always good to see these characters come back. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was wondering when Zemo was going to show up again. And I mean, I guess this was the perfect timing because he's all about hating super soldiers. Right. And he wants to get rid of all of them. Now, he kind of is used as a plot device to try to help Sam and Bucky get to where they want to. But I think he was still enjoyable because um, they found out he's really a rich guy who can get anywhere he wants to. Um, I'm not sure how he's able to cope with being in prison, but he's <laughs> he can get anywhere he wants to. Right. And he seems to be doing well. <laughs> not really worth much. No. I mean, he's probably been in there for years. Or at least five years, unless he was blipped away. Right. Um, I don't know. 
But one thing I like about this, well, not just the show, but the aftermath of the blip is they're they're talking about how it's affecting everybody. Um, yes. I'll rewind back to with Sam in the beginning, how he goes home. He's trying to get um, a loan for his sister so they can keep some family, some family uh, things like a boat or whatever, a house. But, you know, being an Avenger doesn't pay anything unless you're a billionaire or a god. Like <laughs> <Thor>. <laughs> so, <laughs> and both of those guys are gone. So, <laughs> right. You're broke. <laughs> Just out here with super skills for no reason. Right. Can't get a loan. Um, <laughs> can't can't really make much money at all. Um, you have no skills. You can't work a nine to five. You're a superhero. Um, so if you're not living on the Avengers campus, you just it's out here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he can call up Doctor Strange. Um, who who else can really help him? Maybe Happy. Because he took over Iron Man stuff. Yeah, he doesn't really know him like that, though. They don't know him. <laughs> you better get to know him. Right. He saved the world. <laughs> they should they should have went back to Wakanda. That's how it <laughs> But he has connections there, obviously. Let's move in. Yeah, you know, get my citizenship. Right, the borders are open. <laughs> Give me a little tattoo on my lip. Be all fine. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, being an Avenger just does not pay. Um, but what was he really doing before he 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 met Captain America? Well, he was in the military, and I'm not sure if he left right before Captain America. We met him because they were exercising, I think, in D.C. or New York. Um, yeah, and that's where they met. But he was a part of the experimental program, I think, with those wings, a group of fighters. And he was either the only one that was good at it or the only one who didn't die. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he kept the wings. Right. He left the military. Uh, well, I guess. Mm, yeah, I guess he must have left the military. And somehow they gave him the wings still to keep which I don't know why they do that. Um, but all of that is manufactured. That wasn't the original storyline. I don't think um, he didn't have robotic wings. He could just fly for no reason and talk to a bird. Um, so they had to figure out a way to make that make sense. And it was mechanical wings, the military and a little drone. So, and it was still military owned because Sharon Carter stole it back from the military once it was confiscated. Um, they were in the beginning episodes. They were talking about how his tech was like altered when the military was repairing it and whatnot. Um, and it was a means of tracking them. Um, that's how John Walker found them a couple of times was tracking his, his suit and, um, and his, uh, was it Red Wing, the, um, robotic bird that he talks to. So they had to make it make sense, but that, but the military part, I can't remember specifically if they ever lined up when he left, if he was out, maybe he was out when he met Steve and they bonded over like counseling or something, maybe, or dealing with the wars. I think that was right. Yeah. He he was going through some kind of counseling or like a, a group therapy session. Right. 
But um, yeah, being an Avenger just does not pay. And um, I think as far as Sam's motivations, like he he definitely does want to, you know, help people and save the world and fight for his country. Right. But him giving up the shield, giving up the shield, it wasn't really explained exactly why he did that. I mean, you can kind of, I don't know, guess there's loose connections of him not thinking that he's worth having the shield because of him being black and, you know, people not liking him for having the shield because he's black or trying to take the mantle to be Captain America. But I think it's not really uh, expressed that well. Okay. Tell me, what do you think? Um, I think I got it. I think it made sense. Uh, I could have used more time, I guess. Um, more dialogue. Um, because Bucky, I mean, he's really upset that he gave up the shield. He's like, Steve trusted you with this. Right. He just gave it over to the government. Right. And Sam's just like, oh, I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> but I can understand Bucky being upset because it's a longtime friend of his and Steve Rogers. I mean, well, I think Bucky was upset, but I think maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal if the government didn't take it out of the box as soon as they put it in. I think if it sat in the, the in in the museum, Bucky might be a little upset that it's there, but it'd be different than the fact that someone took it to use. Um, but I think in some ways, Sam was still grieving, um, the loss of a friend, right? Who didn't necessarily die, but needs to be memorialized. And he thought maybe that was the right thing to do. At the time, he didn't feel like Captain America. What do you think makes sense? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. I'm not sure. But he finally does take up that mantle to become Captain America, even though there's people looking upon him that don't approve of him being that. Um, but I, I think he fits nicely with that, you know, having the wings and the the shield. Um, because his old wings do get ripped off because of John Walker <laughs> after he almost decapitated decapitates that guy who killed Lamar. Right. Um, it was a pretty nice fight. They had to literally rip the shield from his clutches. Um, yeah, broke his arm. And, yeah, broke his arm. Um, he put up a really good fight, though. I mean, he was super soldier. Well, he had the serum inside of him, so it wasn't easy to get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the double lines would have showed up, they probably would have whooped them. I mean, so. easily. But I mean, yeah, it was that was a good scene. It mirrored the Cap soldier, uh, Winter Soldier fight with Iron Man um, in Civil War in some ways, right? A three man yeah. fight. Um, yeah. And I think it was also filmed pretty well. Um, yeah, I almost feel like that was necessary in Sam's story arc to really earn the shield as well. Um, Because yes, Steve trusted him and was like, you're a good man. um, And you can, you know, this is yours now, but 
Sam didn't have any trials. You know, there were no real like tests specifically for the shield. And I think through John Walker's difficulties and fighting with Sam and Bucky and that whole process, I think was all a part of what was necessary to become Captain America for sure. And this new shield, well, same shield, but a new suit, um, we can guess is the gift from Wakanda, right? We have this box that um, Bucky asked Adora Milaje for a favor. I mean, he gets this box and next thing you know, Sam has this suit. So amazing suit, probably made with vibranium. I think he was taking hits pretty well. Um, and <laughs> they they showed it off in that last episode, doing a lot more stunts and tricks um, revolving around that suit. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, if you need to fix anything, just ask the Wakandans. Right. They're better <laughs> they got... at everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're better at everything because, yeah, they'll, they'll whoop you behind and they have the best technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was really funny whenever he was chasing the guy or the, the helicopter and then he got hit into the water. And then he said, you earned this ass whooping now. Right. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. And they are pretty brutal in this show and graphic. And uh, they they use profanity more than I thought they would. Because this is on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids have access to this. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, a more darker, more mature uh, Marvel thing than usual. I agree. This is um, probably as close to a Batman style thing I could watch. Um, and I wish DC took took more of this route with Batman because um, I think it would have been much more enjoyable. Um, but because it was still dark, it was still serious. It was hand to hand combat and all this fancy stuff. Um, normal people fighting uh, super beings and dealing with that, recovering from it, all the stuff. But it was, it, it made sense. It was done well. I think the language used, how graphic it was, was just right. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't um, too much, I think, um, even if kids are watching it, right? It still falls in line, I feel like, with the MCU pretty nicely. So... All in all, I really, really well thought out. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it it really was well thought out. Brings up a lot of interesting topics. Um, even with the flag smashes with Carly, um, so she's the leader of them, and they want to get the world back to how it was during the blip. Um, but she has to really uh, take matters into her own hands because they're refugees and people want to move them out of what used to be occupied by whatever people disappeared. But she doesn't think think that's right. And she wants to stand up for everybody who's like her. Um, So they want to send a message and go after some of those political leaders. And if that, if that involves killing them so be it yeah she's going a little crazy towards the end even her followers are like wait die um <laughs> hold up 
we agreed to all take this shot and become super soldiers. We didn't sign up to die. Um, so, <laughs> Not no kamikaze over here. Right. <laughs> right. So they um loyal followers. The movement was much bigger than just her. Um, so, but definitely um, falling into what Zemo kind of predicted, right? With all that power, um, it must corrupt you, right? And there's only one Steve Rogers, right? One person that didn't corrupt. And um, Carly was definitely getting there. She was like, I don't, burn it all down. I don't care who would kill. Um, that's what she messed up when she told John Walker, I don't want to, I just want to kill the important people. Really? So my friend wasn't important. Well, now I'm gonna kill you. Now you have to die. Right. That that takes got whooped. He still got whooped. He got jumped. They started stomping him. (laughs) (laughs) He threw that shield and she kicked it. It didn't come back. He went on the ground. Got a little bent up. Um, but you know what? He has heart. That's what that showed. (laughs) Yeah. He he had heart. Even when he was about to save all those political leaders in that um, that van truck. They still got him. <laughs> he couldn't catch a break. Um, I guess the only the only satisfaction that he got was when he caught um, some of the flag smashers with Bucky, but that didn't require any punching. Um, so maybe he can learn a lesson with using his brain. Rather than his fists. Right, because it's not that good at that. <laughs> no. Every time he tries to fight somebody, he get his behind whooped. And they, I mean, they they could have killed him. Really. Especially Carly. Like, whenever he was after her, and then she kicked him in the face, if he was not a super soldier, he would have died. She would have decapitated him. Right there. Because <laughs> I felt that kick. I was like, wow. Like his head snapped back and everything. Like he was in a car wreck or something. <laughs> <laughs> he would have died from that kick. Um, but, but it also begs the question, how do they know how to fight so well? They were, Yeah, I don't know. They were just refugees. They're regular people. <laughs> just Now they're super people, but when they learn Taekwondo, that wasn't how they because John Walker, I mean, he is like a you know, Medal of Honor recipient, all these awards, military vet, all these things. So he's very skilled as a regular human, but they still somehow beat him hand in hand combat often. So that didn't quite make the most sense. Yeah, that's true. They should not you know how to do more than him. No. But they thoroughly whooped his behind multiple times. Um, <clears throat> but uh, she does have an untimely death by the way of Sharon Carter um, because she's attacking Sam at this point because uh, she wants Sam to fight her or stay down. But he chooses neither. And that's when Sharon shoots her. Um, you know, and I felt bad for her because, you know, she fought, she was she was fighting for something that she thought was right for the people around her and herself. She did, but she was kind of annoying. I didn't feel bad at all. 
annoying. <laughs> as much as, you know, I understand what they're going for and why she was a character she was, but she was just so whiny about it. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it. Stop trying to... Try to uh, that was the annoying was it the part. accent? No, it wasn't the accent. It was like she was just <laughs> so emotional sometimes and then really hard i was with the her group like i'm not sure which call i'm talking to right now um the void rage pretty much pretty much <laughs> um unlike you know because i feel like uh killmonger for example similar motivations um Different, well, different motivations, but you could have had a similar character, I think, also in Carly, Carly's place with that same kind of attitude and mentality, burn the system down to save our people. Um, and yeah, you could have had more of like a um, Black Panther party style leader, right? For the people, um, Amy's necessary, taking care of our own um type thing. I felt like she didn't she didn't really feel like much of a social leader. Um she's obviously a leader amongst the flags flag smashers and fighting and whatnot. But when it came to like the political side of things and the followers, you know, the kids and the the people just in like the refugee area, she didn't really feel like much of a leader to that to them, to me. She just felt like a random girl who was upset <laughs> in the group. <laughs> well, she was probably the only one who wanted to take up take up take up that leader role because I guess nobody else stepped up. Um she was just a girl. She's probably like a teenager. Yeah, teen so. early 20s maybe. Um you been in real life? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about real life, honestly. I don't know how she Uh She looks very young. 22. Okay, But I think she was playing a teenage character, though. Yeah, I think so. Because it was pretty whiny. That's what I was getting. <laughs> pretty whiny. Whiny? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I, I guess I, I didn't mind her character. I didn't care for it. And they did, I mean, in the comics, it was Carl, I think. Um, and he was more, that more violent leader, I think, than Carly was. So maybe I was missing that. I don't know. I just was not a fan. Of all the people in the entire thing, cared to hear her talk the least. I, she had some interesting parts. I mean, she, in the last episode, she, like, distracted Bucky in that conversation. Eh, it was all right. Uh, um but I didn't have like I needed like an inspirational speech from her or something to like not just her super soldier people, but like to the actual group, the refugees she's supposedly fighting for. Um, it felt like it was, it was a disconnect. Like she was a part of a gang that was in the refugee group and not so much leading the refugee group. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe that was on purpose. Um, <laughs> and also, so apparently, um, Mama Danya, who she's. Um, you know, it's like her saint, her savior, um, who she gets really upset when she dies. She, I believe, um, 
before the editing process and just cutting things back had more of an important role. And I think maybe she was that person who was the leader of the group and that's, they had the big funeral for her. Um, she just didn't get much flesh fleshing out in the story um, that we got to see. So she can take up that role and maybe Carly was more like the, the daughter or the, um, the young person who was like, you're not doing enough. We need to fight harder. That could, maybe I was missing that piece, but there was no real leader amongst them, and maybe it was Mama Danya, and she just we just saw her dead. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that was the part where she had that inspirational message at the funeral. That, yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. I need more. <laughs> but maybe you just don't like her demeanor. Maybe that's what it is. We, yeah, because she's whining. I mean, at the funeral, I get why you're sad there. That makes a little more sense. But there was not like an empowering thing, moment. Didn't get that. What about one world, one people? Yeah, that's a nice saying, and, and it's fine. <laughs> um, but like she said, one world, one people, right? And she had a few people who were with her and were like, yeah, one people. Um, compare that response to Ibom Bay, right? Oh. In Wakanda. I need that kind of buy-in from the community for a leader. And she wasn't there. Well, they weren't willing to die for the cause. <laughs> no, they were not. Because she wasn't a good leader. She, she did not make that clear. She did not make that clear at all. They were not signing up for death. Um, they were like, one, one people, I guess. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it too late? No anyway. Can I not be in this anymore? Can I go home now? <laughs> no, nah, they might shoot them in the back when they're running. <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up dying anyway. Right, they died via explosion. Um, via Alfred. Right, the, the butler did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Who was the guy anyway, really? So, apparently that was... Um, Zemo's butler person. Oh, okay. Because he still so, wanted to make singing. sure that they died. Well, he made sure. Right, but he got his was, wish. Okay. There was also still, I guess, other people who who uh, thought the same way they did, like the military guy who closed them up in that truck. Yes. Um. So I'm guessing there could be more people like her that'll come up. There could know. be. They won't be super soldiers, so they won't really make a difference, unfortunately. They'll be just regular refugees who hate America. And have to join the club. Well <laughs> unfortunately. <yeah. Cool. laughs> well, maybe that's what Sam's next job is, you know, to I guess be more political and see how he can help out these leaders make the right decisions on how to deal with people who may feel like they're displaced and um, how to deal with the citizens who may think it's unfair. So maybe, sure. maybe still don't get paid for that. So at the end of this, uh, we have, you know, Sam is captain America, but he's still broke, right? He still has a boat that doesn't work. Um, his can't get a loan, right? All he has is a new suit from Wakanda. That's it. <laughs> Um, and he gets to take on the shield, but 
doesn't solve his family's problems necessarily. No, but at least the town is behind him. He has Bucky back on his side and maybe a few women out there who want him. But Maybe. That's, he didn't have a love interest yet. That, that is a good point. He didn't, they didn't do that. Yeah, but, but Auntie at the end w- w- would be happy to step up in that role. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he's I'm not saying that he he's, he should be like a hero for hire, but you need some compensation. Like, come on. You got to get something. Right. That wasn't the Sokovia Accords? <laughs> Getting paid after doing this stuff? That was a misnegotiation. Yeah. The, the cash cow is gone. Really, he was never on the side of Iron Man. I'm not sure how many um, conversations they've had together. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they were never friends, really. Um, yeah. Wouldn't have given me any handouts. <laughs> he said, yeah, I don't know you. Or wh- whenever he saw Ant-Man in the um, in the raft, he would have been like, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I guess he 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 got on the wrong side. He should have got with a a, a thunder god or Iron Man. <laughs> he chose the American route, where the veterans get done, and we give them discounts to McDonald's, and they get to get the, on the planes first, but no real compensation. Not the good. <laughs> well, he loves fighting for his country, so you know, let him have it. Um, but any other thoughts about this before we give it a rating? No, I'd say definitely give it a watch. Um, it's enjoyable. It's not mystic. It's not mesmerizing. Not, not, not one of those, but, um, definitely it feels like a cop film series. Um, they play well off of one another, the two leads. I think that a good fair amount of time, each of the Bucky and, um, Sam got, I think a good amount of story on their own. Um, we didn't talk much about Bucky's story arc here, but I just mean it's the piece where he's like, you know, trying to forgive himself for all the harm he's done to the world as a winter soldier, still continuing to be a better person. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. It, it was pretty good. Um, and on that Bucky note, I mean, I think it's something that's predictable but necessary. Um, because I guess there's really nothing else to his character besides trying to give back mm-hmm. and, you know, say sorry to all the people that he wronged. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to have him by himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, his own show, very boring if it was just him. <laughs> would not, would not want to see that. <laughs> But it's it's a necessary arc for him to go back and try to um, have, help everybody out. Yeah, it was definitely nice to see it, and I'm glad we didn't have to just focus on that. Yeah, because uh, that would not have been enough. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the Disney Plus original show, The Falcon and The Winter Soldier? I would rate this as uh, 
I'll say a low banger. That's what I'm going to put it. I think um, it was exciting, fun to watch, great storylines for the two leads. Um, we had Sharon Carter back in this. We had the Dora Milaje doing their thing. Zemo was a pretty I liked him better in this than I think um, Ultron or in um, Age of Ultron, actually. So, or in Civil, Civil War? Civil War, yes. I liked him more in Civil War than um, the. I liked him in this more than in Civil War. And um, yeah, it was nice expanding the MCU again. It related really well to the events that already happened. Um, filmed really well. The choreography was great. Cinematography was fine. There wasn't anything spectacular to look at anyway. I mean, but. Um, shot in 4K. It was. It was shot in 4K. Very crisp, very clear. Um, if you have the TV to support it, for sure. Um, but <laughs> but it wasn't, I mean, the fight scenes, I would say, are, are quality with Captain America films um, as they've been. Uh, not so much like the style of, of Black Panther, which I think was like the, the best hand-to-hand combat scenes. I feel like we're in Black Panther, you know, that weren't powered, like that scene where they're in the casino. Um, but... Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. I will say, I wish they would. I I understand they want to make this. I think about Falcon becoming Captain America, but I would have liked to have seen uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America either in a flashback or um, even with Isaiah Bradley. I would like to seen that back in time. Um, but instead of just talking about him, it's unclear. I will say they made it very clear that it's unclear. If he is still alive, right, um, or if he has passed away, that there's several jokes about him being on the moon. I would have liked to know a little bit more about what's going on with the Steve Rogers, but all in all, pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I think they want him to be a myth at this point. You know, just kind of talk about him here and there, but he's never going to actually show up in well on screen again because I, I don't think right. the actor wants to. Um, but yeah, I really did enjoy this one. Um, really good, really good, but it's going to be a, a low banger for me. Um, okay. yes, same as you. I really enjoyed a lot of the topics that they brought about in this show. Um, I like the progression from the Falcon to Captain America. Um, Bucky was a nice addition, of course. I mean, his name is in the title, so he should be. Um, and I, I did like a lot of the antagonists with uh, John Walker, Carly Morgenthau. Um, I guess you can say Sharon Carter, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all around great series. And I wish it was a little bit longer. But they definitely did not waste any time. Um, they always got straight to the point. Definitely. They didn't stay anywhere too long. Um, they said what needed to be said and nothing more um, and moved on. I didn't think there was any much wasted time in this. I think every every moment was pretty productive. Yeah, and that's what I like about these shows. Like They're not kind of beating around the bush, you know, like a... I don't know, 26 episode flash season. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's why I don't watch it anymore. 
But right. them just getting up, getting ready for their day, going to McDonald's, getting some coffee, having an important conversation, but you don't know it's important because he's talking to twelve people in this episode, and it's really hard to follow what details are relevant. Uh, <laughs> but these are very concise. Yeah, straight to the point. Let's get to it and then get out. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um, now I think the next series might be Loki. I'm not sure. Yes. I don't know. I always kind of psych myself out and just think that they won't live up to the next one. But <laughs> I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I'm not sure about him. He's never been my favorite character. He, I wasn't. I'm not on the Loki train like some folks. Some p- folks treat him like the Joker at the idealize him um, for some reason, but. I will say I've been impressed so far, and I think they can live up to one another. I think they'll be diff- very different. I'm glad that they feel different. This didn't feel like WandaVision at all, and I think Loki is going to have its own feel. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about expanding the universe with almost different genres. I'm hoping that Loki in some ways takes on more of a comedy-slash-mystical um, thing. Um, I don't know how much that's going to be the case because of how they have it set up. Um, with him working for this organization to fix the timelines. Um, but we'll see. Um, we'll we'll see how that goes. It kind of reminds me of the group he's working with. Kind of reminds me of the um, the group in the Umbrella Academy that's in charge of um, making sure the end of the world happens, pretty much. Um, it kind of <laughs> yeah. gives me similar vibes. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, they they got to have the monkey, too. They <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the monkey. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Loki series. Um, I think it's just called Loki. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm, does Black Widow come out after this or? Uh, I think I think that? it's Loki and then Black Widow. I think, but they've changed it so many times. I really have no idea. Yeah, but I'm. I'm I mean, we know Shang-Chi is coming out, though. Saw that trailer. I saw that trailer. I liked it. Yeah, looks pretty good. Um, definitely looking forward to that. But any final thoughts about the show? Um, it was great. I will say what was hilarious, or maybe not so hilarious, depending on who you are, um, was the fan hate for the actor who played John Walker. I mean, there's articles. They he was getting death threats. Like, how dare you, Captain America? It's like people. It's it's pretend. It's not real. It's larping on camera. Like it's not that serious. Um, but they treated him really bad. Um, and hopefully, with him becoming U.S. agent, maybe that hate stops. I don't know. Um, but that was a bit ridiculous. I mean, as you know, fans can be really ridiculous. I mean, just look at the DC fans who wanted to take down um, Rotten Tomatoes and other stuff. Because right. they kept trashing the movies. So fans can get out of control. Yeah. Um, if anything, that was pretty interesting that came out of the show in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's just ridiculous. But, you know. People are going to act stupid. Right. Uh, but that does it for us at a Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. 
and you can click on the message link to uh, send us a message and get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.